In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Their friends in Christ, Jesus said to his disciples, Temptations to sin are sure to come. A more literal translation of these words from Jesus would be this. It is impossible for stumbling blocks of temptation not to come into our lives. The first and greatest commandment is that we should love the Lord with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our mind, and all of our strength. To love the Lord is to have faith in him above all things, to trust in him before all others. When we are tempted to sin, it's a stumbling block placed into our life of faith. Every sin is simply placing our faith somewhere else besides in the Heavenly Father, in the Son, Jesus Christ, and in the Holy Spirit. Sin is to believe that we know what is best for us in our own lives. Sin is to believe that we are more righteous than the person next to us. Sin is to trust that we can be right with God because we have the power on our own to do exactly what is right. Sin is to trust that faith in God comes through our own reason, through our own understanding and strength. Jesus Christ himself had become a stumbling block to the Pharisees. He preached that everyone needed to repent and believe in him for the forgiveness of their sins. The Pharisees saw themselves already righteous before God and in no need of a savior. They thought it was a scandal that Jesus should spend time with sinners They were misleading themselves and anyone else who followed them about who Jesus was and why he had come into the world. Jesus today is warning his disciples not to put a stumbling block in their own life or the life of a fellow believer. No one is to make a child of faith question that Jesus is their redeemer. Jesus is teaching that there is no other way to have your sins forgiven and to come to the Heavenly Father except through him. Jesus said to his disciples, Woe to the one through whom temptations come. Jesus is warning his disciples not to be the ones who do the tempting, the misleading, or the false teaching that would tempt themselves or others to lose their faith in the one true God and in the Savior, Jesus Christ, who came into the world. They are to beware of placing stumbling blocks into their own faith or the faith of others who believe in Jesus. Pay attention to yourselves, Jesus said. Jesus is teaching these future teachers about their role in the church to come. They are to avoid giving false hope to themselves or to those that they teach. They are not to believe that there is another way 
They are not to teach that God's forgiveness comes in a way other than through Jesus Christ, through faith in him. Jesus continued saying, If your brother sins, rebuke him, and if he repents, forgive him. Jesus Christ is in the forgiveness business, the forgiveness of sins. His disciples, his followers, his church need to be in the same business, the business of forgiving sins. Jesus is concerned that others might be tempted to lose their faith if fellow Christians are not in that forgiving business. As Christian friends, parents, spouses, family members, children, we have a responsibility, a calling by God to each other, a calling to forgive. To withhold forgiveness or to say it does not come completely and freely from the suffering and death of Jesus is to place a stumbling block in the minds of those who need to hear about the mercy and the grace of God himself. The mercy and grace that we have through Jesus Christ, the gift of our forgiveness. You and I are called to forgive those who repent of their sins. As redeemed sinners ourselves, we're called to recognize that it's not easy to give up long-held habits of sin. Our fellow Christians may come back to us many times asking for forgiveness for the same sin or one like it, just as we go back to Jesus Christ and ask for the same sin to be forgiven time after time. To withhold our forgiveness would be to withhold our Christian love, the love that we have been shown by a gracious and a merciful Savior. Jesus taught us to pray, forgive us our trespasses as we go about our lives forgiving the trespasses of others. Jesus also mentioned something else that's very difficult to do difficult without faith. Jesus said, if your brother sins against you, rebuke him or her. We cannot be indifferent about someone who sins against us. I'm talking about those sins that hurt us very personally. We cannot let them fester inside of us as we pretend nothing has happened. We are sometimes, however, afraid to speak to others in Christian love because we might find out that we too have sinned against them. Parents are told not to hurt their children's fragile, fragile egos by telling them that they've sinned. Children are to honor their parents, but that does not mean that they should not tell parents when they have sinned against them. The disciples of Jesus knew that what Jesus was telling them was serious business. They knew that it was not something they could do on their own. And so they said to Jesus, increase our faith. Whatever faith they had, they were concerned that it was not strong enough for them to do what Jesus said disciples should do. Faith 
is not something that we can strengthen ourselves. It's not like lifting weights to strengthen your muscles. Faith is a gift from God and it's power that comes from God through faith. Jesus answered the prayer of the disciples by describing the remarkable power that comes with the gift of faith. Jesus taught them that because faith is a gift from God, the power of faith is as unlimited as the power of God himself. Jesus was not suggesting that his disciples go around transplanting trees all over the world with the power of their faith. He was telling them that his power would be with them when they would need it, need it to rebuke those who sin and needed to forgive those, to forgive the ones who repent. Through the Holy Spirit, faith comes to us when we hear the word of God. And when the word of God is connected to water, to bread, and to wine, the power of Jesus is with us when we need to confess our sins, to speak to others about their sins, or to proclaim the forgiveness that comes through Jesus Christ to our neighbor. Jesus is in the forgiveness business, and he gives us the power to be there too. Jesus ends today's reading with a story about servants and what they should expect from servants. We might summarize the story with these words. A servant is expected to be a servant. Jesus would soon show his disciples what it meant to be a true servant, a servant of God. He was Lord of Lord and King of Kings. He was very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, from whom all things were made. This is who he is. But because you and I wanted to be Lord of Lords over our own life and King of Kings over our own kingdom, Jesus came to be a servant. He came to serve in a way that is so unexpected, the world thinks it just can't be. He did not come to be a genie in a lamp to fulfill our every wish. Jesus came to take our place as a servant. He lived as a servant, obeying the will of his heavenly Father. He resisted temptations and trusted in the perfect will of his Father. And then Jesus willingly went to the cross with the weight of our sins on him. He was crucified and forsaken in our place. As we consider his words today, Jesus is the one who had a millstone tied around his neck and was cast into the sea as he took upon himself our sins, our leading ourselves and others away from God. He did this out of God's love for us. We are unworthy servants, but Jesus has given us his righteousness so that we might live by the gift of faith that he gives to us 
so that we might become each day servants, servants serving God as we serve one another. Worthy is Christ the Lamb who was slain, whose blood set us free to be people of God, people who serve. In this life, stumbling blocks are sure to come into all of our lives. Our faith will be tested. We will be tempted to believe that Jesus is but an example for us to try to follow. We will be tempted to believe that his suffering and death were the failure of Pontius Pilate to stand up for what was right. We will be told that he died but did not rise. Thank the Lord, then, that he continues to send his Holy Spirit into our lives so that we might have faith in Jesus Christ, the forgiveness of our sins, the power to be servants to one another, and the promise of eternal life. These are the words that God has given us in his holy word. You are declared righteous by the Father, the one who sent his Son to die for you, and his Spirit to dwell within you, to guard the faith that he has given you, a faith that saves, a faith that forgives. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.